0: is power
1: That woman touched the hem of Jesus's garment and was made well and Jesus made a public spectacle of that. Do you realize that by her touching his garment, Jesus becomes ceremonially unclean. What's the beauty of that? God can't be ceremonially unclean. And that lesson for us is powerful. That we bring uncleanness, and when we are touched by Jesus, when we reach out and touch Jesus, his holiness becomes ours.
0: God doesn't ask us to make ourselves acceptable before we can come to him. In fact, as Pastor Daniel shares today, God invites you to come to him no matter how broken and dirty you are. You'll discover that like the woman who was healed and made clean when she touched the cloak of Jesus, God's holiness overshadows your brokenness. Jesus can't be unclean, so when you reach out to him, he will completely cleanse you from your sins. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Leviticus chapter 15 as he continues his message, Emissions Chapter.
1: When a woman lies with a man and there is an emission of semen, they shall bathe in water and be unclean until evening. Okay. God created the male genitalia to be able to have something called an orgasm. And in an orgasm, a discharge called semen is admitted. And that discharge of semen contains something that we call DNA, which has the ability to create life. Now, I say all that because it's easy to think of seeing when we start giggling and chuckling, but it's kind of a powerful reality when you realize that God in his creation of humanity created the male and female bodies with such creative power. Not only is it creative, but those things feel really good. And I think that's pretty exciting. That's a good thing. But notice, notice, if a man has an emission of semen, it says, it says, he shall wash his body in water and be unclean until evening. So here's, the lesson is, is after you have an emission of semen, take a shower and then rest. Now, you know, I want to make a joke about that. Because those of you who are married know After that happens, guy is in snoozeville. (laughs) And this is a biological fact. After it's over, it takes an awful lot of energy to do that. And men have a tendency to fall asleep after that happens. But God says, listen, after it happens, be cleansed, be washed, and rest. And then you have until tomorrow. Now, what is interesting is you can read... Studies by doctors about how after a man has an orgasm, his immune system goes down because the amount of energy it takes. After a body has an emission of semen because of the energy it takes, a man's immune system is compromised. It's fascinating. This is long before they even realized that. So when there is a man is asked to take a shower so that nothing is hanging out or around, right? And then, of course, He's supposed to rest. He's not readmitted until later. And and so that's not a bad thing. I mean, when you think about it from a logical perspective, every guy should be like, right on. I shower and I sleep. Sounds like a plan. Right, you guys? Can I get an amen from the guys? That's right. So, and and just a point for you married couples. Because men biologically do that, you want to do the pillow talk before, not after. Never mind. You'll get there. You'll get there. (laughs) Notice in verse 17, any garment... And any leather in which there is semen, it should be washed with water and unclean until evening. So, quite simply, that if semen gets on anything, it should be washed and should not be used until the next day. And all the people said, that's right. Good. Now, notice in verse 18, also when a woman lies with a man, and there is an emission of semen, they shall bathe in water and be unclean until evening so now again if a man and a woman have sexual intercourse and there is an emission of semen then they are both unclean until evening they should both take a shower and they're readmitted the next day now I know somebody is bound to be thinking well what's the difference between the emission for a man and then an omission with a woman right someone's bound to ask that and it normally becomes a question of what is this speaking about masturbation and the answer is it might very well be now, what I want to say about masturbation is this, and I told you, this is, I don't think I'm stretching out on the text, but I think it's important to say that masturbation is self-gratification, right? And self-gratification is always self-centered. It's always self-centered. And when we self-satisfy and it's self-centered, so, is selfishness ever a virtue? No, no. And don't forget, because we live in a culture that's experience-driven, and our culture that's experience-driven, it's all about experience, devoid of consequence, every time a man self-satisfies and emits semen, he forfeits that opportunity to give life, which is way more powerful than just self-satisfaction. So I do not believe that you can make a biblical case for masturbation as some sort of not sinful activity. Now, I know there's someone in here who's thinking, well, if I'm married and I masturbate and I think about my wife, is that okay? And the answer is no. Because if you're married and you're thinking about your wife, then go chase her around the house. She'll like it. That's a word of advice because you know what happens? See, our human sexuality, we were created sexual beings. I mean, I always say it, that when God created Adam, he looked at all the animals in the garden, and there was not a helper comparable. And then God created Eve. And when Adam saw Eve, what did he say? Whoa, man! I mean, that's how she got her name. He was like, whoa! Like his eyes popped out of his head, and he thought to himself, yeah. She's the mother of all living. I mean, he named her being like, we're going to have babies. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that But what Satan does is he tries Because sexuality was given by God For God's glory To be a picture of Jesus and the church What Satan does He perverts our sexuality And what happens is When a married man chooses to self-satisfy Rather than be jealous for his wife In a biblical, godly way He diverts the energy he should be Pouring into his wife Into himself And then you know what happens He feels separated from his wife his wife, she may not even know he's doing it, feels separated from him. And division is never God's plan. God's plan is always to bring people together. So even though there is the provision, because I believe God realizes what is in a man, and that man is and could be tempted to self-satisfy or however it happens, God makes the provision. He needs to be cleansed either way. But I do not believe that God's sons should be seeking self-satisfaction at all. We should be seeking satisfaction from God. We should learn self-control. And we should invest all of our energy into the wives of our youth. And now, I realize there's a, I just said a lot there. But listen, if you guys, if you're masturbating, you need to Stop. You need to stop. You need to take a cold shower. You need to run around the block. You need to do 100 push-ups. And listen, every single guy has struggled with this. And a lot of married guys struggle with it. But if you are self-souder, you need to stop. And you need to say, God, I want to invest this energy in a different place. Because this is not healthy. It doesn't honor you, Lord. Okay? And, okay, I'm going to stop there. Now, Verse 19 because we don't want women to be left out. If a woman has a discharge and the discharge from her body is blood, she shall be set apart seven days and whoever touches her shall be unclean until evening. Verse 20, everything that she lies on during her impurity shall be unclean. Also, everything that she sits on shall be unclean. Whoever touches her bed, verse 21, shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. And whoever touches anything that she sat on shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. If anything is on her bed or on anything on which she sits, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until evening. Verse 24, and if any man lies with her at all so that her impurity is on him he shall be unclean seven days, and every bed on which he lies shall be unclean. Now, now we are talking about a woman's monthly menstrual cycle. Now, again, this is why no one's chosen Leviticus 15 to do a topical message on. When was the last time I went to church and heard a sermon about seeds? No, right? That's right. It's a little awkward, but what you have is that God created the woman's body to go on a cycle that every 26 days or whatever it is, a woman's ovaries drop an egg. And when that egg gets dropped, it goes into her uterus. And if it is not, uh, if it doesn't, isn't met with semen there and implanted in the uterine wall, then the body sheds all of that. And there is a flow of blood. And when that flow of blood happens at that juncture, a woman is considered unclean. Now, Is a woman considered unclean because there's a problem with her being a woman? What's the answer? No. Why is she unclean? Because she's got a flow of blood. And we all know that a woman with a flow of blood, I mean, we have whole aisles in the supermarket that are trying to navigate this. Now, I just had an experience with this because we had a baby and we talked about the childbirth flow of blood, and so sure enough, I am a good husband and I love my wife, and so I took a picture of what I needed to go get, and I went into the woman's aisle, and I will be honest with you, I was intimidated. <laughs> and I am not easily intimidated at all. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so like if you're intimidated, they just kill you there. So it's like I was sitting there, I was like a deer in headlights. And, and like you know what it's like when you, when you have a picture of what you're supposed to get and they don't have that kind? <laughs> Terrifying. And I'm looking, I'll be honest, I'm looking around for someone who's working there and there's nobody in sight, you know? And how many of you guys remember Mr. Mom when Mr. Michael Keaton had to go pick? the? Yeah, I, that was me this past week. And then all of a sudden this woman walks by and she looks at me with a little sick, sinister smile. <laughs> and she's like, are you okay? And I said, do you work here? She said, no. I'm like, I need help. I'm like, but you don't work here. I'm like, is this like your good Samaritan deed for them? I'm going like, to end up on Facebook? And she's like, yeah, maybe. It was really funny. And she's like, I'm just going to help you because you're, you're a good guy. I'm like, look, I love my wife, man. I do not know what I'm doing. And, we, and she helped me. So if you ever see a man in the woman's aisle, you help him that's the moral of the story because I was amazed at the different types of products with wings without wings like I'm just like what's the wings for you know what I mean like like, I don't even want to know I don't know how you ladies get your preferences for these things but it's scary You realize you can keep going on this line of, you, you realize there's a lot there for me. I mean, going, I'm going to therapy. It's rough, man. To finish the story for you, Glenn's like, how'd it go? I'm like, sweetie, man, that was rough. And because and I went home, and I'll, honestly, I, I didn't, they didn't have the exact type. And I went home, I'm like, sweetie, they didn't. They didn't have that kind. She's like, I'm so sorry that you had to do that. So you can see I'm just like a deer in headlights. I'm like, I hope it's okay, but I can't go back. <laughs> and my gracious wife's like, oh, I'm sure it'll be perfect. I'm, I'm sure I didn't get the right kind. You know, I mean, it's just bad. But it's just, I mean, heavy flow, light flow. I mean, I could go on. It's really freaky, man. It's like, why don't you have one type? No, but you got to, I bring all this stuff to tell you, you know what? Back in the day, they didn't have any of those things. None of it, always, Tampax, whatever, they weren't there. And so women, you know, you, you had cloth, cloth things, like, like, like before they had disposable diapers, they had, you know, like a cloth diapers for babies, same thing for you ladies, that's what they had, no plastic wrap, none of it. And so that stuff was messy back in the day, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't all nice and neat when you dispose of it, every, your favorite style, none of it wasn't there. And so because of that, there was a concern because you have a discharge of blood and that blood has all sorts of biological matter in it, that if you have that, then you are unclean. And you know what? Let's be honest. When you ladies, when it's that time, you're grateful for the rest from the Lord. Amen? I mean, how cool would it be if you, you, you get the days off from work? Yeah, it's just that time. You, all you ladies are saying, amen, right? Days off from being a mom, like, hey, I, I got to rest right now. Seven days. So I think God is pretty awesome. And you ladies should be like, we need to get back to Leviticus 15 right now. I need a paid vacation. I am unclean. <laughs> you never thought you could laugh this much in this. But like, you think about it, God is pretty awesome. Can you imagine? I mean, you ladies, you married ladies are like, this would be awesome. Your husband comes near, here, unclean. <laughs> and all the men are saying, amen. I, I mean, it's like, how many marital issues that go with the hormones of that time of the month? And let's be honest. I mean, PMS is a real, it's a real thing, right? It, it, oh, somebody's like, uh-uh. Your, your husband's like, uh-uh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and so, so God is looking out for families. He's like, I want husbands and wives to love each other. When it's that time, she's unclean, so leave her alone. Don't bother her. And he's like, okay. And, and that's what this is. It's literally like God loves people. And he's looking out for you. And every woman, when it's that time, I, you know, I've never experienced it personally, but as a married man, you know, it's like, that doesn't feel, look comfortable. You know, and so God's looking out and he's saying, look, at that point, you are, you don't have to be around every, you don't have to host a dinner party. No one's allowed to be around. And anyone who is around is unclean too. You know, and, and it, what's interesting about it is we joke about it, but it's actually quite humane of the Lord. And it's interesting that we live in an inhumane culture that just makes you charge ahead through it like there's nothing going on. So which way is better? I think Leviticus 15's kind of got it right on. Now, notice also in verse 24, there is the stipulation that if a man lays sexually with a woman with a flow of blood, now he is equally unclean. So what that means is that at that time in a woman's cycle, it's not for that. And you got to think about, let, let's be honest for a second. For, and this is for you married couples and for you single folks who want to be married, you're going to need to realize like, sometimes guys are just straight selfish, right? And it doesn't matter that you have biological things going on. They're just like, man, it is time. Let's do this. You know, and it's kind of a nice thing that God says, look, if you do that, you're unclean too, bro. And, and it gives the, the women the opportunity not to have to deal with the advances of their husband when it's that time. And again. When you think about it on that level, it kind of is like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Because the last thing a, woman wants to ha- a married woman wants to have to deal with is the advance of her husband in the middle of a time when she's got her menstrual cycle. So, but again, a man would be considered unclean. Because that, you know, blood carries a lot of biological matter. diseases pass passed by blood, and this is what this is all about. So, does that make all sense? If it doesn't make sense, you can ask a question. I don't have a lot of uh, personal experience with it, but I can do the best that I can. Next. Now, in verse 25, if a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, other than at the time of her customary impurity, or if it runs beyond her usual time of impurity, all the days of her unclean discharge shall be as the days of her customary impurity. She shall be unclean. Every bed on which she lies, verse 26, All the days of her discharge shall be to her as the bed of her impurity. And whatever she sits on shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her impurity. Whoever touches those things shall be unclean. He shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. So now we have a a distinction between a customary, the customary flow, and now we have an abnormal flow that is longer. Now, of course, if you've read your Bibles, specifically the New Testament, we get the woman in Matthew chapter 9 who had the flow of blood for 13 years. So there was a constant emission, and we find out about this woman that she lost all of her money going to doctors to try and be healed, and she couldn't be. And that woman is juxtaposed by a man who has a 13-year-old daughter who's sick. So you have one man who has 13 years of joy with a child, and he's juxtaposed with a woman who's had 13 years of misery because not only has she lost all of her money, she's had a discharge of blood, which means she has been separated from everybody for 13 years. And what's beautiful about Matthew chapter 9 is that both of them, because of Jesus, get a healing and a blessing. And the fact that that woman touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was made well, and Jesus made a public spectacle of that, do you realize that by her touching his garment, Jesus becomes ceremonially unclean? But what's the beauty of that? God can't be ceremonially unclean. And that lesson for us is powerful, that we bring uncleanness, and when we are touched by Jesus, when we reach out and touch Jesus, his holiness becomes ours. And that's powerful. That's powerful. So this woman with 13 years of a discharge of blood, completely isolated, she touches Jesus, she's made well. Jesus calls it out. He brings attention to it. He knows that he would be technically ceremonially unclean. But he's not because he's God. And that reminds us that no matter how dirty you feel, no matter how isolated you've been, if you come and touch Jesus, he'll touch and cleanse you. That's the gospel message. That's the gospel message. But again, if there's any abnormal flow, it's just like the customary flow, except it's longer. And again, whatever bed you sit on, that becomes unclean. If a man lies with her at all, her impurity is on him. He's unclean the seven days. The whole nine yards, everything lines up the exact same way. Now, look at verse 28. But if she is cleansed of her discharge... Then she shall count for herself seven days, and after that, she shall be clean. In verse 29, and on the eighth day, she shall take for herself two turtle doves, or two young pigeons, and bring them to the priest, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the priest shall offer the one as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her before the Lord for the discharge of her uncleanness. So just like with a male discharge, you have the exact same cleansing ritual. And don't forget, the two turtle doves and the two pigeons, that was the lowest, least expensive, most common sacrifice that anybody could afford. And so the beauty is whether it's a man with a chronic or a intermittent discharge or a woman with a chronic or an intermittent one, God's design is not to say you're bad because you're a male or you're a female, but to say, listen, while it's happening... You are set apart. Once it's over, you wait seven days. You bring the normal offering, sin offering and burnt offering, and you offer it, and then you are readmitted to the people of God. Make sense? Good. Thus you shall separate, verse 31, the children of Israel from their uncleanness, lest they die in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law For one who has a discharge, and for him who emits semen and is unclean thereby, and for her who is indisposed because of her customary impurity, and for one who has a discharge, either man or woman, and for him who lies with her who is unclean. Now, these closing thoughts are kind of powerful. Look what it says. Thus you shall separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness lest they die in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle which is amongst
0: them. Jesus is real. Today Pastor Daniel taught that God cares about our bodies and our sexuality. You learned that God put boundaries in place to keep his people safe from disease by teaching them to recognize when things were unclean. You were reminded that over and over again, God makes a way for people to be cleansed and to draw near to him again. Ultimately, for us, this cleansing came through the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Daniel Fusco from Jesus is Real Radio.
1: I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing through this ministry to change lives and restore his people. Would you consider partnering with us as we continue to share the message of Jesus here on Jesus Real Radio? You can find out more and donate securely online at Radio.com. Thank you for prayerfully considering this. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus Real Radio at
0: 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. Thanks for joining us today as Pastor Daniel finished up this series called Cleansing. Throughout these teachings, you learn that God values life He put boundaries in place to protect his people from getting sick and spreading disease. Not only that, but you are continually reminded that God wants all people to be able to come to him. His goal is restoration of your spirit, your life, and your relationship with him. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. On behalf of Pastor Daniel and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again for the next edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.